Ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen and ladies. Welcome back to another episode Another episode. Of Pitch About It. Pitchy Boys, back at it again. Pitch Boys! (laughs) Dylan and I have been pitching it so hard for so long, we decided to get a very (laughs) special guest with us. And I feel privileged that I'm going to get to find out how much of that actually makes the cut and how much doesn't. (laughs) This is the only way to actually know. Exactly. And that was the most euphemistic I've ever heard you guys get with the intro. Listen. Now I don't even know if I can include this on my podcast. (laughs) Welcome. Please scan your first item is all I'm saying. What does that mean? It's up to you. You decide. We have a very special guest, Matthew. The host of the Old Time Podcast Hour. That's the one. The old, yes, also known as Grappling Matt on the comment section of uh, Apple Podcasts, Mm. if you're lucky enough. For those of you who are using Apple, please take a moment and brighten your own day by looking at the comments. This man, Matthew, give us a brief introduction of who you are, what you do. So uh, what I'm doing with, as far as podcasting goes, is... Uh, a podcast with people at Liberty University, such as yourselves. It's been going on since January of last year. It's mm-hmm. called the Old Time Podcast Hour, which is a uh, reference to the old the old time gospel hour, mm-hmm. it was called. Sort of an inside joke, letting you all in now. Do you like a lot <laughs> of gospel music in your podcast at all? Or I've never let any gospel music into the podcast. Have you gotten LU praise on your podcast? Yet? I haven't haven't well, asked them. But uh, no, I see. I wouldn't say I picked the name as uh, as exactly a show of respect. <laughs> now it sounds like it was blatant disrespect. It was. I just I mean just to say to destroy it was blade. a parody. <laughs> yeah. So so that's what I do. It's sometimes sometimes we go deep on on the podcast. Sometimes we keep it light and fluffy. So yeah, light and fluffy. You never know. Depends depends who the guest is. Excellent. So now I'm on the other side of the mic and. And interested to see how this will go without any editing, because I'm usually, you know, chopping it up. Hey, Kung there's Fury. a lot of chopping. I, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't know. <laughs> uh, All I do is chop this episode. I spend the next hour or two after I finish recording just editing. That's a bit, of a, a, bit of a euphemistic slang for the African listeners out there. <laughs> to whom chop means something else. <laughs> so, Matthew... Funny, we have one percent listenership in Africa. No. <laughs> I have been getting a few overseas listeners on my show. I'm proud Isn't to say. Isn't that amazing? I know yeah. UK, Australia, Mexico. It's going great. Got some in Australia, you don't. Never mind. I'm not going to say all the slangs. Go ahead. <laughs> Crikey, Matthew, you understand how this ship sails? That's a thing. Oh, you know it. Been sailing it on some stormy tides. We we pitch. You I don't pitch. know what I'm saying. <laughs> Just give us welcome to our brains on this podcast. <laughs> Thanks, guys. If anyone's still listening, we're about to start the show. <laughs> I don't know. I think Please so. stand by. <laughs> Do you have a pitch for us? Do I have a pitch? Yes. <sighs> let's uh, let's let's start with this. It's almost tax day, mm. and uh, hold on, hold on. Let me stop you there. <laughs> There's one thing we must do before tax day, and that is relationship the advice with Josh. Oh, that's disappointing. Relationship advice with Josh. Ah, yes. You thought you were off the hook this time, <laughs> buddy. Yeah, because I sure don't have any, so we're not going to contract that out. To relationship me. advice with Josh and Matt. <laughs> Matthew, I have a question for you. Sure. What are those? Are you seeing anyone? He's seeing us right now. He's looking at both of us. Are you seeing anyone in a romantic setting? No, I'm not. Well, have you ever been curious as to how you would acquire a woman? So curious. (laughs) Allow me. Consider him a curious George in this matter. If you are a curious little George for all my listeners out here, I'm going to lay on some extra thick advice today. Extra thick. (laughs) <laughs> extra thick. Extra, extra. All right. Thick all about it. <laughs> As a dating guru, you have to understand, women like tall people. Oh. Height means everything. 
And, you know, for those of you who are listening, I am not exactly the tallest man in the room. So sure. you have to learn how to, you know, make do with what God has given you. Your, your physical stature is what you're stuck with. So I like to suggest anytime you want to talk to a girl, just carry a foldable chair everywhere you go. That way when you say hi to her, you can just flap out that chair, stand on top of it, and be like, Hey, baby. Let's go get some dinner. See, you said too many syllables. I thought you were just... going to say sit down so they don't even have a sense of how tall you are. Ooh. See, I was going to say have her sit down so then she's at your level. <laughs> Screw everything. You carry two chairs everywhere you go. That way it's always she's still taller than you when she a sits sit down. down if you both sit down, then you've got a problem. Okay, also, I'm not dating line, Amazon. You said the line wrong. If you're going to put some, your hand on someone's shoulder, you have to say it. Hey. Well, you're welcome. Carry your chairs, gentlemen. I will. Everywhere I go. Especially to Julio's house. You're gonna bring a chair to Julio? If we're lucky. No. <laughs> Moving on. Matthew, it is tax day. Yeah, and uh, you know, here's my pitch. I just feel like the IRS could basically run TurboTax themselves. Mm. Uh, because I don't like getting to the end of the of the TurboTax experience and being hit with fees. This is not an ad, by the way, that I wasn't expecting <laughs> after I've done all the work. Not a sponsor. Uh, you know, because they've baited me in over years. This wasn't just a one-time thing into thinking it would be totally free. And then they change it and they say, hey, uh, because you did uh, this thing this year, because that's going to cost you. Up. Because I wanted a reimbursement for something. Yeah, so it's going to cost you money now. And I've already done all the work. And I'm like, well, guess I'm going to have to do it. But man, that sucks. So, so what I'm saying is, here's my pitch. Why couldn't the IRS just run the same algorithm, uh, offer you your standard deduction? Hey, if you've got anything you need to go into their system and change because you've got some kind of exceptional whatever going on, yeah, you do that. But um, they're not trying to get you your best return. No. You best believe they're trying to see you make some mistakes mm. and get all wonky up in here wonky. so that they can collect your money. So true. that's my pitch. Well, after that sponsored content, <laughs> we'll be moving on. Good to thing I have a pop filter. <laughs> get real close. Just let it go. Pitch! Pitch! Not you've insulted our audience. <laughs> You are going to have to edit this. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because that will blow out some eardrums. Half the fun is just watching He intentionally edit. does stuff like that just so he can ruin my eardrums as I'm trying to edit it. He's got his little headset on. He's yeah. Like, ah. I've been on the receiving end of that, too. <laughs> it, it tickles me. Uh, yeah, no, I got some better pitches than that. What kind of pitches would you like to hear today? I mean, I loved that one. I want to make an entire movie out of that. <laughs> About the IRS. And ter- you know, just this constant war between the two. It is some dramatic stuff. That's it's almost for a sure. heist movie. Maybe a government takeover movie? Yeah. Well, you never know. But, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, I always have a number of pitches floating around in my mind as far as entertainment goes. Because pitches on the mind, am I right? <laughs> 99 problems, but Coming up, pitch 99 ain't one of them. <laughs> pitches, but a lack of pitches ain't one. <laughs> Thanks. I wasn't going to finish that line because I, didn't, I didn't have pastor. it. Uh, yeah, and some of them are, are more, uh, you know, probably funnier and some are more serious than others in terms of whether or not I think I would actually make them. Okay. Because I kind of think of myself as a movie maker and I watch movies as if I'm like a director, even though I don't have uh, all of the, the technical skill sets. That's kind of that's how I think that's through these things. The communications department in a nutshell. I have zero skills. You just... He just convinces people to have skills for him. Bam. Which is how I got here. Well, (laughs) in your department, you'll probably have access to some sick camera equipment. Yes. Yes, we do. But that's in his department. Uh, I'm going to be able to give you all the red cameras you want. I don't know what that means, but it sounds really awesome. They talk about it like it's amazing. Yeah, they talk about it like it's the best thing. I saw some of them today, and they looked pretty great. Were they red? It is pretty great. No, they're black. They just say red (laughs) on them. And gray as well. You know it's great because it's expensive. Very true. But it's TurboTax. <laughs> That's pretty neat. You can tell what it is by the way it is. <laughs> yeah, but no. So if I'm, you know, if I happen to catch an elevator with a Hollywood exec, 
and yeah. I get to spin a, a quick idea and be like, hey, you just you need to make this. Give me some credit if you want, you or know. Don't. But really, I just want it to happen. Mm. And this is not as fun or interesting as any of your ideas because this is a historical drama. This is my number one thing right now. It's probably like an HBO docu series. I'm already interested. I'm on board. Victor Hugo. I'm off board. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to say that to anything I said. No, I literally didn't. Because matter. the comedic timing was so good. You could have good. said, the so Spider-Man is so great. Yeah. I was like, nope. <laughs> uh, agree to disagree. Uh, Hugo Victors. <laughs> Victor Hugo. He wrote Lame is Rob, among other things. Mm-hmm. He's one of the most interesting people I've ever read about or read the works of. And his life kind of just has this flow to it that is made for the screen. Like, so he, he grew up uh, sort of in the middle of all these conflicts, not the least of which was his parents were like political opponents, not, not running for office, but like in terms of whether was, or not they supported Napoleon. One, in fact, was Hillary Clinton herself, and it was Donald <laughs> Trump. No, his dad was like a high-ranking officer, and his mom like actually got in trouble for her for her opposition to the regime. Ooh, wow! And she was like having an affair with a guy who who actually got executed for it. So they, I mean, just the guy had to think for himself. Family drama, oh, little yeah. Victor. Just a yeah. little family drama. I gotta love it. Yeah, it's intense. He saw some crazy stuff, and it, there's there's no way you could just get brainwashed into one way of thinking when you're like in the middle of that oh, kind yeah, of ideological definitely. clash. So, I'm not going to wax too long with this, but... Wax on? Y'all, wax okay, on. fine. I'll wax on. You gave me permission. <laughs> so, Victor Hugo. Uh, still thinking about who's going to play him, but we're going we're gonna to start with a we're child gonna, actor. Gonna, yeah, we're, and we're going to find someone who's not too good looking, because the dude was pretty homely. We can get me. <laughs> we, can, we can get me. Uh, so we'll both play. I'm looking up self-deprecation. You said not to do it. You yep. said that Wiki hey, Wiki, Wiki Howe said me. not to be self-deprecating on the podcast. Are you so looking we won't up ugly child actors? <laughs> no, you know, it doesn't have to be. Right <laughs> <laughs> it's a picture of yourself because of your height. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. So anyway, you know, Hugo, like everything in his writing, sort of parallel something in real life like mm-hmm. he was actually caught in the crossfire of the the like the street battle that, that is really? like in the in the middle of of Les Mis. I yeah had no idea and and he wrote several other books that are you know he learned a lot through like exiles through experiences he has had he wrote about like the execution of a prisoner just little stuff that like really interested him he uh he had a couple of kids and one of them died like super tragically and there's just all of this tragedy and stuff, but all throughout he was writing stuff that that paralleled uh, those experiences, and he painted like a ridiculous number of paintings that are like so good. And you would you would want to dramatize certain things, you know? You would yeah. sort of go back and forth between showing. I think you would depict stuff from these well-known books, like The Hunchback of Notre Dame, mm-hmm. Les Rob. Uh, a couple others that aren't as well known but have like big archetypes. Like he has yeah. one that's about like fighting a giant squid. It's sort of like in this Moby Dick sort of way. Like there's yeah. all this stuff that you would you would sort of go from him in his little shut-in writing, you know, mm-hmm. wherever he is, to like showing the idea play out. Anyway, this is getting disjointed, but all of it to say, I'm a big fan of the Victor Hugo idea as a way of of like his books do, telling a historical story, telling the story of a man. I am definitely interested because... I'm back on board. <laughs> he was overboard, now he's back on I board. I drowned a little bit, it was salty out there, but I lost the salt, I'm on board. But, like, especially right now, um, I'm not sure if you've seen previews for the Tolkien movie. Oh, man. <laughs> Someone's Dude, excited. Someone's so stoked. And, yeah, it's... Exactly that kind of vibe. Yes, as that trailer suggested. It would be like very timely, like uh, like Lame is at least in like the drama community is like Wolf. For, it's like the Star Wars of drama. Just like the Citizen yeah. Kane. Oh. There we go. And as a movie, it was great too. But we have seen this done uh, like back to back, where you have a movie and then you also have something come out that 
sort of shows a different angle on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's been several like Van Gogh references recently in, in movies and stuff. So the question would be, if this is a like a mini series, like say it's a Netflix thing, would you emphasize each episode being like a different aspect of his life or a different career path? Or you could even, even a different story. You could even yeah. So I was gonna say you could focus life. on a different book with each one, and that the different books do. I mean, some of them overlap. He did spend a long time on Les Mis, but obviously we're gonna twist some details here. Do each one does sort of represent a phase in his life. Okay. Um, because like I said, he's writing very largely from personal experience. Right. He also went through a lot of women, <laughs> well, so you kind of have a different woman in each chapter. Oh, I met uh, another woman. <laughs> So yeah, I'm thinking, you know, you can get somebody to play this role who who has that kind of intangible sexy cuz like I said he's not a great looking guy, but he's got like a depth. So maybe oh, yeah. somebody like like a Jeff Bridges type mm-hmm. cuz by the end of it yeah. he has like a cool beard and he's got that that sort of thing, but Josh, you guys I guess you got to start with someone younger and age them. I'm just wondering if we can accomplish such a look for ourselves. I mean, that's a dream. I would love okay. to be a silver fox. I, I don't hate the idea of a bunch of students making this movie. I don't dislike it. <laughs> I agree with your words, sir. My double negative proved correct. Aha. So yeah, I'm so very, that's a that's a serious pitch for you. Okay. I very much the like Victor that. Hugo series. I don't know who you get for Duncan. like adult Hugo, but for kid Hugo, I want Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was on my phone earlier. I was looking up what his name was because I don't want to be an idiot and get it wrong. Sure. Did that guy just get executed? Hey, this guy knows movies. If you want to talk movies, he writes about them. Who is this gentleman? He's a, he's a journalist. Anyway. As usual, cool. we are recording in a library. Where so we just get distracted by everyone behind us. I just see all these faces I recognize. And I'm like, ooh, person. Dude. I'm connected. Imagine it with the Spider-Man mask when you know them through that, but you can't say anything. Otherwise, it's super weird. That would suck. I met. I left my phone on a bus recently. Like legitimately, just left my phone on the bus, or at least I thought I did. I was talking to somebody. I was like, I could go check the bus. I swear, I left my phone. Was, the door was shutting as I go back. Go back to get my phone, and a woman is sitting where I think I left my phone. I'm like, I had to ask her to like get up so I can check for my phone. Turns out my phone wasn't on the bus. But the woman there was someone who had DM pretty consistently Spider Man. I'm just like, I can't say anything, wow. but I know who you are. I think I think you should have made a, a reveal for that one. Yeah. Just make, I just DM'd make an exception and said, "Hey, I found my phone." <laughs> There's nothing better than having a secret identity. Yeah, it's like, do you want to do you want to blow your cover for the person who cares the most, or when they don't care at all? Yeah. Know? So I guess you were like, "Hey, let's keep this one special." Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure she'll listen, <laughs> or at least yours. <laughs> you have to have the illusion of popularity. I believe this was probably also in the wiki. How? Oh, naturally. I'm sure it was. Oh, yeah, you have to have the illusion of being big. Oh yeah. See, I, without show, getting a big hit. Anytime I show Josh our listeners, I actually go into Photoshop and change the numbers and then send it to him. That's just why so he feels more every episode. So I am confident. Yeah. Hey, don't pitch it too big. Really, we've only had a total of twelve listens ever. But is that true? No. <laughs> if anything, we're at like two hundred. Sorry for you guys. <laughs> yeah, my podcast isn't that big. Yeah, we've only gotten twelve listens ever. <laughs> That would be that would be comical. Like you want to really make sure it stays that low because that's like a, like you're setting records now. <laughs> just imagine if you thought we were actually a lot bigger than we were, and I say that just oh what? Yeah, I'm under no illusions either about myself or present company when it comes to podcasts. Excellent. Mm. So Danny DeVito as <laughs> Hugo Junior. Once again, I think you were going to say that to whatever I said. <laughs> hey, Danny DeVito as your character. <laughs> I just need like a strong masculine type. We're gonna make a sequel to The Passion of the Christ. Danny (laughs) DeVito. Oh yeah. Let's get some sacrilege up in here. I mean, we literally did a podcast dedicated to hell. (laughs) Oh yeah, that was a good one. Was was that right after you watched a a hell episode of South Park? No, actually, sadly. Although it's one of my favorite episodes. I love Saddam. (laughs) Oh, they did their whole movie that was like about the Satan and Saddam relationship i think <laughs> yeah and then kenny officially gets killed and sent to hell and then he comes back when satan does, tries to take over earth or whatever i never watched any of south park i'm kind of kind of sad listen just watch the joseph smith episode that's all i want mm. he was called a prophet dum 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 
Dum, 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 dum. I love when they ad lib songs. Oh yeah, that's the best way. <laughs> J Lo, any J Lo episode as well. Love the J Lo episode. I don't like. I, I don't it. like the song. I love how we got on this tangent. I liked it when J Lo was actually a hand yeah, it's puppet. Good. Made I expected by Cartman. you would. That's, that's what I was on board. That's funny. Is that still a Cartman joke? Yeah. All right, yeah. Do we need more pitches I to mean, fill we the could, void? We need to go back I got to you. Danny DeVito. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I can cast Danny DeVito in something else. Let's shoot for uh, maybe one more. One more, one more pitch. pitch. All right. One more pitchy, boys. Let's turn a complete 360. A story about Danny DeVito played by complete Victor Hugo. Perfect spin. Chair spin. Six spins. 360. I'm back. He no-scoped that mic. And uh, with his words. All right, here's the pitch. Pitch it, boy. This is based on... A Reddit thread. Or Hot actually, pitch. you know, there's been kind of a series of these where, like, people post stories as if it's real life. Mm-hmm. You sort of know that it's not. Yeah, like, Florida Man does anything. Florida Man is usually true. <laughs> I'm actually going to make a pitch soon. This Florida Man. Florida The man. movie. Florida Project 2. <laughs> <laughs> Willem Dafoe was the Florida Man. <laughs> yeah, he turned out to be all right. Spoiler. He looks like Florida a Florida Project is a great movie. Fine. Uh... But there's these stories that people tell where, like, you kind of know it's not true, but it doesn't matter. Because it's so well told, it could be true. And you can have a discussion around it as if it was true. Uh, So big, big implications there, potentially. But anyway, like, when you say you host a podcast, you're like, hey, that sounds like it's true. It's like, this might be just garbage. Yeah. Can't prove it till till you've heard it. So this one that was so compelling to me was about somebody who sat at a desk job for years collecting a paycheck for a job that had been eliminated from the records, but they were still on the payroll. Ooh, wow. I think I've read multiple versions of this, but there was at least one that went pretty viral. And that's basically what Creed Bratton did on The Office I mean, yeah. by the end of it. That was my favorite character for basically that reason. I think there's a lot you can do with this cinematically, uh, and I want to explore it in the direction of a comedy Specifically, maybe like a Seth Rogen type comedy, right, okay. where you know you have you have this central character whose job has been sort of eliminated. He gradually realizes it. Uh, we skip ahead a couple of years. So he's like, I'm still just sitting out. here. Like he's he's got so so much nothing to do that he just sits at a desk doing whatever he wants on a computer, and he's like bored of it. Still collecting a paycheck because no one is checking in on him. But of course, there's these moments where he knows at any time, like this this world could shatter. Mm-hmm. He gets asked what he does by the wrong person. You know, he's <laughs> got to play it right. Play cool. And these are yeah, these are some of the the ups and downs of of the written story as I've heard it. So let's bring the the Reddit thread concept into the plot okay. and say that he posts about it. He tells his story. Uh, it spreads. People start asking him, where are you located? He says, yeah, maybe he doesn't say who he works for. He says the general area he works. Mm-hmm. Somebody else is like, I have a similar experience in the same general area. They contact each other. They're like, we work in the same Office. building. Yeah. It's like of some big company. Mm-hmm. Like, So this is a thing that happens. Jobs get eliminated. They stay on the payroll. So now you've got kind of this club. So I'm thinking it's... Yeah, I don't know which group it is. It's either like the Jake Johnson comedian group or the Seth Rogen yeah, comedian yeah. group or like the Gary Sanchez Productions group. I think they folded this week, so forget that. <laughs> but anyway, whoever. I'm not into the whole casting thing. But I'm picturing Seth Rogen in the, so, for whatever reason. We're leaning towards like perhaps these two guys realize that they're both like working in a business but not officially. So it ends up becoming like four of them. Because that be that's a good go. that's, that's a, a good, good comedy group. group. Yeah, so so they connect over it. That yeah, we have we're working in different corners of this giant like Google or whatever it is. This giant Google. <laughs> yeah. Google looking far and wide. It's bigger than real Google. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, some business like that. Like the the premise of the show is like it's just these four four guys like having like stupid adventures in this business setting. And kind of once they all realize it, once once they have the luxury of being open and honest about it, they're like. Oh, like I've just, uh, I feel like now I can use this time well. It was like they were in this internal conflict. So it's like up a to this learning point. moment for them. Yeah, it's this learning moment where they're like, let's let's seize this opportunity and really become something like the, at our non-jobs, <laughs> you know. And together they maybe they actually start something 
that becomes big on its own right mm-hmm. because they didn't think of it as work until they're actually able, you know, would be able to leave these non-jobs because they're being so productive in in the, the freedom that they've just experienced oh, yeah. by by acknowledging it to each other, which is kind of a representation of like the, uh, well, what do you call it? Words. <laughs> The utopia, the utopian idea that is uh, universal basic income, right? Right, okay. which is like once people have free time, they'll be so productive, so artistic, so whatever. I was about to say, like one guy, like dedicates his life to like, I have all this time, I'm gonna write that book finally. Now, mind you, they do still have to stay at their desks and watch out for each other. Yeah. So yeah. it is, it, it is very much so a group a system thing. at this point. It's about like, yeah, like management's coming in, watch your back, whatever. So it, it's equally like at first like this sort of confessional and then it becomes this creative bond okay so does it like like if we split up in like a three-act structure let's say okay so like first act is he discovering that speaking the, of which the uh, no i won't even okay. go there sorry i was gonna say does he like initially not know that his job has been terminated is he figuring that out at the beginning or does he already know by the beginning of the story his job is not terminated ever in the conventional sense what he's figured out Maybe in a very early flashback or something, because you do want you do want the sense that he's been pulling this off while. for a while. Okay. Yeah, but you also want to show the moment I think that he realizes uh, they've removed his job title, but he's still yeah. salaried. Okay. Or or maybe you do that by when you bring in one of the other characters. I'm not. I'm picturing. I'm not like sure about that. Monologue introduction, kind of like guy that works in the too. office, and he's like, you know, there's one there's one big perk about my job. It's all it, like black and white. Yeah, it doesn't well. exist. It doesn't exist. Gotcha. <laughs> it's funny that you should bring up the word C's earlier, because when you said C's, I thought the classic working acronym of C's. S-E-I-Z-E. Yes. Would you like to guess what the S in C's stands for? Sorry, the S in the word C's? Mm-hmm. That's an acronym? I thought you meant the C's, like the letters of some communication. <laughs> oh, sorry, I almost unplugged this. No. Um, what the S stands for. Yes. Yeah. And this acronym represents what the... It's a, it's a workflow thing. It's like the work- seize the day. So Do S good today by is, seizing it. Uh, <laughs> well, what's the first thing you do in a day? I mean, you... You're never going to guess it. I just thought you should know. Start. You're... <laughs> you know? No, wait, wait, wait. Wait. <laughs> Such a good thing that I have this pop filter once again. Um, <laughs> thank you. I'm sorry. I oh, it's sort. No, <laughs> no, the first the S and C stands for C's. Now, if we're moving on to Act Two, <laughs> dang it, I was gonna say that. Should have gone with my intuition actually, there. I had no idea where that was going, and I was just like, "What's That's going on?" That's a psych reference. Was this yeah. in a published work that they started the acronym with the word? It's actually from an episode of Psych. That's, that I was referencing. That's or why. That's it. why we were parallel thinking. Because Mm -hmm. I've watched Psych. It's been many moons, but I've watched it. It was in there. It was in the mental ether. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the mental ether, (laughs) tell us how you would quick fix your broken mentality. Now, hold on. (laughs) I wouldn't. Moving on. Speaking of, give me a quick fix. No. Quick fixes. Beautiful things. No, 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 no. Tell me about the Shrek trilogy. If you could add one thing to a Shrek movie. I would change Donkey's color to pink. Why? Because why not? It's a quick fix. It's already done. All right, quick fix. <laughs> Act two. I'll do a quick fix if you give me a, a movie or a topic. Josh, that's your job. Also, we should have snapped at the beginning. We should snap at the end before we stop recording. Like Thanos. To do it. You have to snap? Link up the audio because it's two separate audio files. Uh, of course, yes. I forgot to do that. I can still just give you the one. But I'll take all three. Just link them all on top of each other so it's just a kebab of nonsense. This is the process for the listeners who don't know what it's like in the podcast and industry. And now it's cut. These Need are the, the things we've done. The cod pads. <laughs> Matthew, quick fix. Okay. Star Wars Universe, the Jedi carry lightsabers. If you could change the lightsaber into one object, what would it be? Are we only changing the Jedi's lightsabers? Just the lightsaber itself. So for for every say. single character in, in the whole Star Wars universe, what? I mean, I would like to see a blunt object. I think, like a lightsaber. I just don't like when there's an object or a character where you don't know exactly what its power is, and it's not necessarily consistent. 
you don't quite know what's going to singe and what's going to slice right through. Um, so for that reason, I'd make it something a little less mystical, like a club. I like club. <laughs> like like the, the very weapon. heavy club that you could only move if you were really trained in the force. Mm. So like it's like a literal weapon of a club, or is he like picking up like a clubhouse <laughs> or like a nightclub and then hitting someone with it? I think you know the answer to that question. Nightclub. That, that was excellent. A, that was a really off the cuff answer because you know I'm not extremely reverential towards the Star Wars universe. Reverential. Respect. Um, I which, no, I do. I, so I feel bad saying anything about Star Wars because I know how much it means to some people. That's why we just tore it apart. And I'm the kind of person that thought Solo was cool. I actually did too. Okay. So. <laughs> I didn't watch it at all. That's how much respect I have for Star Wars. So I just won't watch it. All right, quick fix. But quick fix. Quick fix. Act two. Act two. So what did we establish in Act one? Is it? That he's like he figures it out, he monologues that in, and then it's kind of him surviving alone for a bit. He's getting bored at his job, so he publishes his story. Yeah, I I didn't have a whole lot beyond what I gave you, to be quite honest. But so I'm trying to take what you gave us and like split it up and make it a lengthy story. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that we were going in a in a three act format, as one should. And thanks for holding me accountable, Mister Cinema. Um, Hey, hi, I'm Mister Cinema. (laughs) Howdy ho, Cinema. So let's okay. Let's try and do this. I'm gonna That's need your help. Great sound bites forever now. Immortalized. So I don't know. Maybe maybe there is a stage where we split and kind of give a reason why you can get behind these characters collecting such a paycheck, like some kind of, you know, like in in that uh, in that movie where they started the the uh, the poker house in in their or the. Casino in I their house, see that movie so right? Like there, there was some BS reason why they needed the money. Like send their daughter to college or something, right? Yeah. So maybe you have a, a little detour that allows you to to feel good about these guys. You also got to show their their bosses, not their bo- well, they don't even have bosses, but they're the, fake the, bosses. The, the heads of this company like, being just absolute crap. Oh yeah, Danny DeVito. <laughs> there we go. Plays this little guy with a Napoleon complex. <laughs> Who's <laughs> like trying to? I'm 100 on board with that. So and just yeah. never notices that there's people behind those desks. If it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you just, I get it. I explain the joke for the you. The desk is it? No, I was thinking it. Where it's like, it's for some reason he's like everything is at such an angle that he's physically never been noticed there. No, that's not gonna work. But it's a funny visual. I like for that. sure. I visualized it and my mind is pleased. Well, it's a comedy. So there's also a couple of different types of comedy you can make out of oh, this. Yeah. Like, the one being a Seth Rogen comedy, regardless of whether or not it stars Seth Rogen, that type of comedy, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've watched a lot of, like, Danish, that sort of European movies, no, but there's Seth this, Rogen. like, American even here. in comedy, <laughs> there's this seriousness to them, and I don't know, like, I just imagine this sort of grainy film, and it, every, every actor being, you know, speaking... Uh, a foreign language um, and then you still cast Seth Rogen pulling a full Casa de Mi Padre like Will Ferrell did in that in that movie have you guys seen that? uh uh-uh. no, sir they shot this movie like basically a telenovela mm-hmm. mixed with like an old western he speaks Spanish the whole time that's amazing the whole time they never break from it like the movie is a single joke which is Will Ferrell is playing someone uh, speaking Spanish. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Is it Spanish? Yeah. In a cast of native Spanish speakers. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> so I don't know if we can get uh, get Seth to do the same thing. See, I can see that. That'd be that'd be new. See, I'm more of a cringy comedy guy. I just like the most awkward and strange things being made. I love Robin Hood Men in Tights because it's just so bizarre yes. and almost cringy to that point. Yeah. So when you said, like, oh, we're going to get comedy and we could do it in many different styles, immediately my brain went, Tommy Wiseau <laughs> makes whatever this is called. The guy who got fired but didn't actually get fired. It's the name of the film. It's a long But he's going he's gonna to try to create uh, some sort of hero of his character that oh, yeah. just doesn't belong. Yep, exactly. And it's... So I'm I'm down for for a Tommy Wiseau film anytime. Speaking of which, he has a movie Big coming shark. out. Big Shark. Big Shark. Dude. Like so excited. Like he's finally gonna get the premiere that he doesn't deserve. 
<laughs> but that's the glory of it. That's the, exactly. That's the glory I'd of it. I'd go pay money for that. <laughs> I think we all are. It's just... No, not Josh, because he's a peasant. Don't like Tommy Wise. By all of us, I mean all of us who like Tommy. This guy. <laughs> he's our golden American boy. Yes. Probably not from America. Nope. But he... Louisiana, remember? I mean... He's got the, the chops bayou. for football. <laughs> yeah, Louisiana. That was his excuse. The Bayou. So yeah, let's uh, let's hear that fr- French accent again, bud. Because <laughs> that's not okay. what it is. Tommy, can you come in here and do the accent? Oh, oh, you don't exist. Oh, you're wait. not here. Tommy, why are you sitting on the woman's side of the table? Dude, get that's over for her. Here. Get over here. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. I'm Get back why. into the void, Tommy. I don't know. What if I put insert is, clips of Tommy in here? Yeah, yeah. What's the one when he walks out on the thing and says that... Why am I forgetting that one? The line that he struggled with in, mm. in Disaster Artist so long. I did not oh. hit her. It's not true. It's <laughs> bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. I, I did not. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> Do it. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen him playing the Joker? That is good. There's a video of him on YouTube playing but the Joker. But was it really Joker. him or was it uh, something someone made? No, it's legitimately him on YouTube playing the Joker and his friend Greg plays Batman. And it's the interrogation scene from The Dark Knight. Yeah, wow. It's amazing. It's very funny because it's just that bad. Scary stuff. How do we get here? All right. We're casting Tommy Wiseau in this in this movie. Sweet. So we work out the middle piece, but what would be like the the climax of the film? Everyone shoots. I think it's when they when they realize that they had so much more potential than than the job description in the first place. Mm. Um, now again, I, I have to refine that into something that's more poignant and distinct. But mm. like once they've realized that, they start something that that becomes big. Uh, I don't know. Maybe one of them even writes a memoir about his experience based yeah. on the Reddit thread. So it's almost like a what is it called? Be- Breakfast Club. Like there's a little written portion they read at the end, like about how they learned something from the experience. Probably, but I didn't make it all the way through the Breakfast Club. <laughs> I didn't either. At the very end, that's literally what happens. The guy who's yeah. supposed to write the essay, or you know, the, the interview when at the end he yeah. finally pens his his chronicle of. <laughs> The experience in North Korea. <laughs> All right. I guess Katy Perry. I'm sorry. I need to make the reference go. All right. I can dig that. So. That's. I'll always think of that movie when I when I hear firework. Oh yeah. Every time I have that it the, comes up on I have my like playlist. The, the cover of it from when Kim Jong died. Yeah, that's right. They do I like that it. slow. Every time I start playing, dramatic. I just start tearing up. It's so nice. It's like he's about to get his face blown off. Spoiler. <laughs> Screaming at the camera. It, right at like ignite and <laughs> it's just the plane is lighting <laughs> you're dead yeah uh, I'm satisfied shall Let's we move on to our wait what move on move to on. our last segment like I, I mean I feel like it's pretty solid I'm happy this is gonna be a short is episode is it a two act movie that's that... it there's no ending <laughs> well okay we reached the climax yeah, yeah I, I feel good about they, it. They've come to their thing, and then, okay, I guess how would it end? Do they get caught, or do they move on? No, no, it's certainly not like a classic. If anything, maybe like one of them gets busted. That's what I was going to say. Do you what think if, that? What if one guy gets busted, but it's like a fall guy? Like, they know someone's going to get found out, and they need one guy to take the fall, and one of the dudes sacrifices himself. Or we can really, I mean, really support the uh, universal basic income cause by suggesting that once one of them gets busted and no longer has a job, the good people uh, will come along and support him <laughs> because and the go- they've been endowed with this new opportunity. That's adorable. On top of that, I'm thinking like... This is really turning into a political thriller. They take that almost same idea of the dude comes out and everyone's like, oh man, we gotta, gotta support this guy. He's struggling. We'll all come out as frauds in this system. And they all tell him that they will. And he accepts that he was faking it the entire time. He didn't really have the job. And he goes to leave and he expects everyone else to join him. And no one else joins him. <laughs> they all go back to their job. Twist. 
So it's just him on his own. No honor among thieves type of deal. Exactly. So there's a broing out between the people who stayed, but that one person <laughs> got screwed over. Yeah, I mean... As Tommy wise out, of course. We're going to make the, the audience feel bad about taking their side. Because, mm. uh, you know, these guys were just pieces of crap all along. You know, mm-hmm. that... I actually much prefer but, that. But, yeah, man, I just can't handle... If it's going to be Seth Rogen, we can't make him a bad guy. You're right. That's why I made it Tommy Wiseau. So it's Tommy Wiseau now. Because then he's the good guy. I say Wiseau. I'm just... Yeah. Is it Wiseau or Wiseau? I'm just saying Wiseau, but... Because that's what I thought it was. It, I, was I've li- I think I've listened to James Franco talk about him on a, on a podcast. So I, I must have heard it that way. Mm. Enough uh, time to say it. I've, I've listened to the, the uh, Disaster Artist. That's about it. I love the disaster artist. Like, I jokingly yeah. love the room. I actually love the disaster. Artist. I actually made a movie um, that was. I don't even remember if I made it after, so I don't know if I want to say it was inspired by, it, but had a similar. And I, I'll just say I like movies that have that um, kind of like somebody who shouldn't be in the spotlight gets to be in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And I like that that one was based on a true story, of course. But another one like that was Brigsby Bear. Uh, that was Kyle Mooney's movie so he got a couple of people from like from snl and stuff to be in it but anyway yeah so i made a movie snail life that was a mockumentary sort of documentary about my high school movie making career uh, so you were tommy wise out in this movie exactly that's you play kind of yourself. meta i played myself but it, like me everybody in that movie was sort of playing an exaggerated version of themselves because <laughs> i got the guys who'd been in my movie like 10 years ago or whatever it was to sort of play some parts and like to get back on set as if we were shooting a third movie so for that reason it was a mockumentary because it was about uh making a third movie in a, in a trilogy that didn't exist that? only two movies ever did That's so like it's this creative. weird meta yeah. thing but yeah it's um, like awesome yeah, see this. Check it out. It's on my YouTube. I'll find it. Matthew Garnier on YouTube. There's a little plug. I was about to say, go ahead and free plug. We're going to have some new content on there in just a couple days. Probably will be out by the time this airs. And all the podcasts are up there, too. If we're lucky. Beautiful. If you're lucky. You never know when I'll take it down in shame. It's <laughs> like, I'm done. Okay, so our final segment is what have you been reading or watching or doing in life? It can be any of those three things, or four, or et cetera. That's how we do things. Yeah. I've, man, I've been on the longest streak of not going to the movies, uh, probably of my independent adult life. So about how, a, a day. It's, how did you even get on the It's been a show? couple months. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just full disclosure right now. Mm. Been too busy with the podcast. Um, but I've sort of rolled my life into, oh, man, I don't know how much I want to say about this. I, I, there's, there's more to this than I'm going to say right now, but, um, I've made my life into a bit of a video project. So I'm having certain people film like everything that's going on and trying to find like themes that go throughout. So literally editing segments of my life. Super cool. uh, Yeah. It's so it's, it's not meant to be narcissistic because it is that's, (laughs) At the moment, it is, but it, it won't be. It won't be when it's done. If anyone makes it to the end, when you're a grandpa, it'll all be worth it. That's what I've been telling everyone who's in the like in my shots, where they're like, "Why are you doing this, Matt?" And I'm like, "Trust me, you're gonna look back on this stuff and mm-hmm. like it." Because even when I, and that might not be true for everyone. I don't want to assume everyone thinks like me. Definitely. But there, there's a lot of like dumb things that I've made where I was just so happy I actually finished it and made it because I get to go back and see where my creative process was at oh yeah i can 100 percent relate to that with like scripts and even this podcast yeah like even though we're only like what nine episodes in it still feels like i know man like holy crap that was so bad but we moved on to being better in many ways you know what you guys have made it a lot longer than a lot of new podcasts you're at nine episodes you're in it you've done it yeah life's a journey gotta enjoy it keep it up what have you been watching reading doing life explaining words I Faster. saw for the first time Scott Pilgrim versus the World. It's a big moment. We are sex. Okay, go. On. Sorry, <laughs> sex bub um. <laughs> first time seeing it, I definitely didn't know what I was getting into. Wouldn't watch it for a good year after I recommended it to you because you thought it was stupid. I thought it was but I got stupid. You. But okay. hey, it was a good show. 
genuinely funny, but there was also like some good like meat to the story. Like, tell us about the meat. Well, pitch about it. <laughs> pitch about the meat, Josh. You know, just there's good meat. <laughs> okay, um, sorry. But like every relationship, for those of you who have dated several people before, you know, dating the person you intend to marry, like there genuinely is the fact of you have to fight past relationships. Obviously, it's expressed through a comedic like lens of being like physical fights, but there's always baggage in previous relationships. So, you know, I thought it was a for a comedy. I actually stopped and went, huh? Like that's an interesting thought. That's why I wanted you to watch it. You're welcome. Michael Sarah has a way of doing that. Yeah, he, he's relatable. I mean, his hair gets a little shaggy, and he just throws <laughs> on a hat instantly, <laughs> which is my goal in life now. I mean, look at this. It's time. It's time to just put on a hat. Tell this us. Is, sorry, totally unrelated. Yeah, go ahead. Here's what I have been watching: is there's a series uh, just that's about different decades on Netflix. <laughs> so I, I watched. I, about it. I started with the one about the '90s, which I mostly lived through, but it still put it in like a perspective. Mm-hmm. that I had just never seen. And it's. I think everybody needs to go through... I, I mean, the 2000s one, I didn't feel like was as much mandatory viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I'm going to work my way back. Yeah, and maybe that's what it was, and they just didn't take the same big picture perspective. Yeah. But the 90s was... And the 80s one. Uh, watching both of those was like... It's all these individual things that I understood happened, but it's so well told as uh, just like, yeah, a, a big picture retelling. And I think I'm going to learn more as I go watch like the 70s one and however many others they have. What's it called? Uh, each one is just named for the decade that it is. So it's called the 90s, the 80s, oh, the 70s. And Tom Hanks is an executive producer on it. So ah. he'll sometimes pop in and be one of the people giving their take on it, which is so funny. Because it's That's like, funny. yeah, he's America's dad. Of course we want to hear from him. I'm going to go back and watch that. Because I've never seen it. I guess I'm not going back in that case. But I want to go watch it because that does sound very interesting to me. Yeah. I like having the perspective on the past. And also, I'm trying to write a noir film set in the 90s. So oh, it would help to know a little bit that's about That's a 90s. cool idea. That's going to be on a pitch at some well, point. Well, I can tell you about most of it. Sweet. So what have you been Right about? now. Okay. <laughs> that will take a while. Okay. What did you see? I saw this laptop. I saw YouTube. I witnessed the movie of Heaven's War, which we'll get to pitching about later this semester. Spoilers. But it was a... A movie made by one of my professors, and honestly, I really enjoyed my time watching it. It was a late night, so I did not like that, but I crammed it in. I watched it before interviewing him, and it's a little, little meat for later that we're gonna be having a, that my professor on. Sweet. That is cool. Which professor, if you can tell uh, me? Danny Corrales. Heard of him? Great professor, honestly. Really cool dude. And when I was, I'd never done an interview before. That was my first time doing any sort of interview. As far as being the interviewer, interviewee, whatever. But yeah. it was my first time doing that, and I actually, like, I was just looking at, like, tips and, like, listening to some TED talk, and like, I need to be really prepared for this. And it's like, like, you shut up and let the guy talk. That was literally, like, the oh, one yeah. tip. When that works, man. I legitimately, it's a beautiful thing. I started the podcast, like, just did the intro, because Josh wasn't there, so I had to do the intro myself. Do the intro, introduce everybody, I'd talk about his film career, like, what he's accomplished. I'm like, we've got Danny Corrales. And he talked the rest of the time. I maybe had him 10 lines other than that. It was a good hour. That's the best. And I was like... I've had a couple of those. And, I mean, yeah, you can never bank on that happening, but... It was felt it so good. Like, we had a list of questions. We were kind of like, oh, he's ranting. Let's keep it going. But anyway, you cut it. Just sitting down and interviewing someone is a really good exercise. Oh, it's fun. I love it. It was a good time. But, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. And yeah, no problem. Wow. Is there anything you want to plug before we drop off the... Airwaves. No, really the only thing to plug is uh, that's that's relevant right now is the podcast. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, Josh Close. So. <laughs> well, this is a big day for you listeners. Just we kidding, get... Josh, shut up. Our man Matt has a podcast, if you didn't already know that, because we said it earlier. And We're going to uh, link it in the description. It's not, a, yeah, it's not a big business, so I'm not making any money off of it. It's, it's just, a great podcast. Hey, if you're though. listening now and... You want more? There's more where this came from. The Old Time Podcast Hour. Really good show. I've enjoyed a couple episodes of it. I'm sad to say I haven't listened to every episode. That's okay. There's a there's a big backlog of them. I won't listen to two or three. That's that's great. Or man. two and a half. I don't that's know. a lot. I appreciate <laughs> it. It's, a, it's an amount. I'm asking people to listen for an hour. That's, that's a lot. You, you had know, my attention for an hour and two hours and then two hours and a half. 
<laughs> hey, the and I fell asleep. That 1.5 yeah. speed, that's my sweet spot. Oh, yeah. See, I do it at like 2.0 because I just want to hear people sound so bizarre. <laughs> have you listened to our own podcast at 2. Point? Yes. At have you listened to it at half speed? Oh, I don't have the patience. Well, I don't know why I'm going that so long, but yes. I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> I feel like that's the pinnacle of our own, like, Julio, conceited nature. I want you to go back and listen to every episode personally at half speed and let me know how that goes for you. Uh, or don't. Torture. Do whatever you want, but do it because I said so. Thank you so much for... You have to slap me to stop me. <laughs> that was real, guys. That was not effects. Thank you so much for listening today. This is Pitch About It. Thank you. Pitchy boys, signing off. Well, like a perfect example of just like random things that are successful. Um, is it? It's Joe Rogan. Uh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Like he just legitimately turns on a camera for three hours and they talk about nonsense. Well, he, the yeah, the greatest thing about Joe Rogan is he's not a genius. Mm-hmm. He's what I think every person should be. He Definitely. like is genuinely curious and able to receive other people's ideas. Oh, yeah. He doesn't jump too quickly to validating them, but he hears them out and then he asks honest questions. Yep. Mm-hmm. So like you you just you're listening to something that is way better than a, than a lecture way better than like an entertainer just talking it's so much more and then he brings in this audience that's like a mix of martial arts people uh legalized marijuana people yep. whoever uh, and then and then he hits them with ben shapiro and jordan peterson and yeah. and uh elon musk and it's it's awesome yeah uh I'm, I'm obsessed with history and what I just kind of thought of is like podcasts could essentially become like the new ancient like Greek style of learning it's literally just educated people talking and like that's how education worked back in the day so how do you think I started listening to podcasts I watched because you watched an ancient Greek man I listened to the stupidest people I possibly could so I could gain some knowledge <laughs> you can learn a lot from hearing people get things wrong. Oh, yeah. And that's why, I mean, this goes back to your point. Not everything has to be intellectualized. It can just be people talking. Yeah. Joe Rogan isn't a doctorate of anything, you know? Yeah. And it's it's still, um, usually he's not the one giving all the opinions. It's more more come from the other person. But, I, like, I've gone through, through shows listening to every episode, whether it's people I totally agree with or, or don't. And either way... You feel like you're, you're analyzing, something. yeah, someone else's uh, assemblage of ideas. Yeah, thoughts. That's the word for assemblage of ideas. <laughs> you're Thank welcome. you. <laughs> and uh, I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. <laughs> <laughs> a true cunning linguist. Thank you. Cunning linguist. I, I got a cunning kind of linguist, if you will. <laughs> oh, don't type. Whoa, buddy. <laughs> Listen, we don't need Julio to hear that one. Mm. All right, this is your airtime now, guys.